No, Mob. This is a heavy, deep, real, intentional yarn. So I do just want to give you the heads up that mental illness, suicidal ideation, heartbreak and grief are spoken about through this through this yarn. So if you're not up for it or you're not in the right energy, I do not recommend you listen to this yarn. Um, if you're open to it, I recommend having a quiet space with a cup of tea, a warm beverage or going for a walk. Um, I will be sharing my experiences with grief and how not enough spaces or people speak to the truth of what it means when we really start owning and stepping into our power, into our truth. There's a lot of talk in the world, in self-development, in business, in social media, around just being your authentic self, the power of being your authentic self. However, what I have not seen as I start to navigate this next layer of being my authentic self, of finding alignment and congruency in my life and peace within my heart and my soul that I'm on my journey um, and that I'm not just intellectualizing things that I'm being about the things that I'm speaking and, and doing in the world is there's not enough spoken about the truth of what you have to let go of, what you have to surrender and the role that grief can play in standing in your power, being your authentic self, however you want to word it. So in this yarn, I go into my experience with in this season of, of letting go of things that no longer serve me, including old selves, old habits, old mindsets, relationships, people, spaces, ideas, dreams, the version of a life that I thought I would have at this point, and the role that grief has played in me surrendering to this journey for what it is, and the very real reality that I'm ending one book of my life and I'm beginning the process of writing the next book of my life. So just in 2023, I have let go of a significant amount of deep relationships, um, either through circumstance, through choice, or through someone else's behavior of letting go of spaces, things, relationships that no longer serve respect or honor who I am and who I'm becoming by being in those in those spaces um, that those old selves, those relationships, it requires me to either abandon parts of myself, it requires me to play small, or it requires me to be someone that I, that I no longer am or someone that I don't want to be in order to be able to be in those spaces. And that is something that is a truth, is that I am no longer willing to abandon myself in service of others. I'm no longer willing to sacrifice myself in, in service of others, spaces or dreams or versions of my life that I would have wanted or that I would be required to want in order to 
stay in those spaces or relationships. And I've been feeling like this for a long time. Like this is this has been probably since I hit 30, I really felt that calling to really start to step into more of being myself. Um, and I have done that in versions, in ways that were available to me um, that were safe. And yet now at 39, I'm – what am I, probably six weeks away from, four to six weeks away from my 40th birthday. And me not being myself, me trying to force myself to be in an old self or to fight for an old version of my life, a fantasy that I dreamed up in my teens and my 20s that is no longer available to me, um, was making me sick. My suicidal ideation I, uh, probably since April have has been through the roof. And the biggest factor that has made forced me to take a step and to take action and to no longer allow that to continue is that my suicidal ideation was no was not just including of myself. I was having moments where I was thinking of taking um, my younger son's life with me as well. And that was just not tolerable to me that sitting in, forcing myself to stay in spaces and selves and relationships, that I wasn't just thinking about taking my own life. I was also thinking about taking the life of my younger son with me as well. And getting to that point, knowing that that part of me was that unwell and that a big driver and contributing factor to the development of this illness and my suicidal ideation had come about because I was trying to force myself. I had such a strong attachment to a version of myself and to a version of my life and to certain relationships and spaces that I wanted them to be a specific way or they required me to be a specific way that required me to abandon or hide or shrink who I really am or apologize for who I really am and to just or to stay the same in many different layers and complexities and it was just it's one thing to affect me it's another when that starts to put my son in danger and at risk from me and I've been there before I've been through that with my twins Um, however this time Obviously, it's it's different because I'm a different woman. It's a it's a different child. It's a it's a different season of life. And I've talked for a long time about the power of being yourself. And I mean, I've there's probably eight to ten years of of me recording videos and doing posts about the power of being yourself and the and the the, the journey, the back and forward relationship, the seesaw relationship I've had with stepping into my power and then these seasons of not being myself and feeling out of alignment and congruent and like where I'm like nah I've had enough I'm gonna I'm gonna step in fully into my power and I used to judge myself for that the last three years I've really judged myself I've punished myself by saying you've said these things but you haven't done them or you've done versions of them you're not really who you say you are I've hurt people I've loved and I've been trying to become myself. I've been trying to fight. I've been trying to be in spaces 
that value and honour who I am and who I no longer want to be. Old selves, old habits, and that hasn't always been the case. I haven't always been in an alignment and integrity and congruent with who I'm meant to be and who I'm called to be by my life, by my roles, by my dreaming, by my old people, by the responsibility of the courage and the strength that I've been given. And being out of alignment with that has meant that I've deeply hurt people that I love. I've done things that I'm not proud of. I've stayed in spaces that have made me a version of myself that I'm not proud of. And that's me taking responsibility for allowing that to happen. I've lost people that have meant that we're family. I've made decisions that have completely changed my life. I've lost things along the way. However, what became really true is that I've also lost a big part of who I am along the way as well by trying to force things that are not meant for me to force people to be a version of themselves that they don't want to be, that they're not. Um, And what I don't see in the self-development space or on at least not not in my social media corner is enough talk about the cost of being yourself in the world, the cost of fighting for your peace, the cost of fighting for your heart and your spirit, the cost and the grief. The grief has been real for probably about three years. I didn't recognise it or was not able to label it as grief um, until probably the last three months. And what I mean is that like the idea of the warrior heart came to me, it chose me probably three, four years ago. It was the warrior within Um, it, it has evolved into the warrior heart and in its current iteration it is standing in your power being your truth and following your heart and I realized I thought this was about what I was meant to teach the world actually this was a calling about what I was meant to become for myself so I could be myself in the world and For a long time, I didn't understand my own journey, my own becoming. I was just showing up. I was just taking the next step. The more I ignored myself or the more I only allowed myself to become small, paper-thin versions of myself because I wanted to stay in spaces and places and relationships that I thought were meant for me or a version of my life that I thought was meant for me. And it's not. And the rolling of grief, like the moments where it just washes over you in waves and you just, the feeling from my legs, let's go and I just collapse. And I realised that that thing, that, that dream that I had since I was a little girl is not mine, it's not available to me. In that way, those people that I loved or those spaces that I loved were not actually real. Um, When I started to scratch the surface, they were doing me more harm than good and I was not a good, I was not the best version of myself in those spaces. And I've evolved, I've changed and there's parts of me that 
have not changed for the better. I've, I've hurt people that I've loved. I've done things that I'm not proud of. And yet the cost of not being myself, the cost of abandoning myself in service of others or spaces or even a, in service of a fantasy version of my life or an old attachment to a version of my life that I thought I was going to have that was meant for me has been hurting me. It has been turning me into a version of myself that I do not want to be and that is out of alignment with who I'm called to be in this world and it's affecting my children, it's affecting my work, which is with the young people and to me that's when the real consequences and the real pain really woke up. It woke me up to go, no, this is this is no longer, it has to be cut here and now. There is no, I think it was Lisa Nichols that, um, I heard speak recently, I'm a little bit obsessed with her at the moment and her storytelling and her journey is that when she was in um, one of the African countries, um, she was there and the person was asking her, he was a translator for that language group, I think it was Swahili, um, I apologise if I get it wrong but I don't remember the story, it's, uh, the location itself and the person was asking her, she was being invited to go to a dinner that night. And she was like, oh, I'll try to get there. And the um, translator was going back and forwards until the translator finally turned around and said, there is no word for try in Swahili. You either do it or you don't. And that really landed with me. It really resonated is that you either, and that was where I have gotten to, is that there is no option of, I'm going to try this. It's I'm either in or I'm out. And it came down to a very simple, I either surrender to the fantasy version of my life and I just allow myself to suffer through my own fear, through my own, um, through my own lack of, of, of courage and a commitment to an old self and an old version of my life that I thought was meant for me and I had an attachment to. Or I just completely let it all go and I fully surrender to what really is in my life and what is my deeper calling and my deeper self and start to shed the old, let go, surrender and fully step into what I'm here to do and who I'm here to be and stop intellectualizing things and start being about it. And that has meant I've lost relationships or relationships have shifted because I've chosen to speak my truth, I've, I've chosen to take responsibility uh, for, for what I've done, for who I've become. And that has meant facing myself in the mirror, in the shadow and the light, and facing up to my own suicidal ideation and going, I am no longer able to manage this, it is it is getting beyond my ability to manage it. So I've now got resources in place. I've got a mental health plan. I have reconnected with um, a, a psychologist who I've worked with in the past. It it has meant reconnecting with a um, an auntie, a community auntie and cultural elder who is a trauma expert who is grounded in culture in the way they move through the world and works with people like me, women like me, 
who are stuck or who are attached to an old version of things and who are not being what they're, they're not being who they're meant to be and they're not doing what they're here to do, what they were called to do. And I had to do this because it was starting to cost me my life. It was starting to cost me too much. The weight of being an old self and the weight and the cost of being attached to an old version of my life rather than trusting and surrendering to where my life is actually taking me and who I'm called to be and become was too much. When I had that suicidal ideation thought of taking my son just on Sunday of, of me of taking me in his life I was like no this th- there is no more trying I'm, I'm out I'm done and I stepped into that and I'm not saying that the suicidal ideation is just going to disappear overnight or that my mental illness is just going to disappear however I know that one of the triggering and greatest risk factors and driving factors behind that was me abandoning myself in service of an old version and an old fantasy and the grief in the week has meant and taking responsibility has meant that I now have people who don't want to talk to me I've now shifted some very personal things that have meant I'm don't have my own spaces I've got some shit some mess that I've got to clean up I've got to face some consequences for the choices that I've made that are going to have a ripple effect that are out of my control and all I can do is surrender and accept. And yet underneath of all the pain, and this is a, I'm sitting in a different type of pain now. It's not a suffering type of pain. It's a deeply vulnerable pain that in order for me to have my truth, in order for me to go from surviving to thriving, It has meant having the courage to let go of what no longer serves that or what no longer resonates um, or has reverence for who I am and who I'm becoming. And it's meant having the courage to choose myself, to have the conviction in who I'm meant to be and trust that by me doing the work on myself, by me choosing me, that in the mid to long term that will serve those I'd love the deepest, my children, the youth that I work with, the work that I'm here to do and that in the mid to long term that this will allow me to fully step into my light and power in a way that I've never done before. I've only allowed parts of myself to really shine and be powerful. This is me fully stepping into my power and becoming and it's no more about talking about things, it's now fully about being it. In the shadow and the light, no more... The Kilana um, philosophy is be brave, be bold, be you without apology. The warrior, um, dream walking to dream weaving, the warrior heart, standing in your power, being your truth and following your heart. And all those old messages and those old seeds that I planted are meant for who I'm becoming now. They were laid by my higher self for when I would need them. So over the next 12 months to three years, of me stepping into my 40s and being about the becoming. I believe grief will play a long role in this. It will be a companion of mine for a time to come as I as I heal and as I move through this season. And accepting the cost of letting go 
and trusting that what is meant for me will find its way back to me or to me is that I do now what I do out of love for myself and what I'm here to do. It's not out of fear. It's not out of trauma. It's not out of hatred. It's not out of attachment. There will be elements of that as I, as I learn to step into this new version, this new self. There'll be deep vulnerability. There'll be moments of mistakes. There'll be moments of, of harm. And yet the peace is already a laid foundation, the vulnerability that this is the path There is no longer an option. This is just about being myself in the world, being brave enough to be bold and to be me without apology in the world and to do that from love, not, not with not, I have nothing to hide, I have nothing to defend, I have nothing to protect and I have nothing to prove and that will be my stance moving forward, that will be my practice moving forward and come from the truth and integrity and allow the unfolding to begin. So if you've listened to this point, thank you for walking this journey with me. Thank you for being, thank you for being with me on this journey. And I have a deep gratitude. I wish you a deadly day, meaningful moments and well-being. And with much respect, gratitude and reciprocity, I wish you one moment of courage. I wish you one moment of truth and I wish you one moment of following your heart with much love for the warrior heart yarns, Anishan.